0: In this episode, we discuss From Paris with Love, starring everyone's favorite action star, bloated John Travolta. What
1: did you, do? Did you uh, whittle this? Whittle you this? whittled
2: this table out of a what? You, carpent, a, you carpenter one? this? You carpented, carpent-ed it? Carpent- carpent- it. You work, woodworked it? Mm-hmm. You worked the well, Let me
1: put my thing on vibrate instead so of make noise. This
2: is the
1: two setting.
0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington.
2: And over here, Elliot Kalen.
0: You can't, you can't see it, but we're all um, on three different sides of a table.
2: Mm-hmm. In, it, well, we're in different corners of a room. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, how are my levels?
1: We didn't check my levels before I this did one. did check. What about your my levels? Oh, but it was pretty good? Are my levels oh, okay. Was it when I was You're telling fine. my story earlier? Yeah, it was
0: when you were telling your story. Okay, it was a good cool. story. Yeah, uh, the problem is if I tell you that you that levels are being checked, you just yell check into the microphone. Yeah, well, check, I mean, like my that. story
1: was great because it had a beginning, middle, and end. Oh, yeah. It, it, Highs it followed, and lows, peaks and valleys. It followed
2: the Aristotelian... Uh, Unities. Unities. Thank you. Good Similar to
1: a movie I watched. Well, not at evening. all like a movie.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're wrong on that. We watched a little
2: film. Very little. Uh, <laughs> I didn't
0: watch very much of it.
2: From Paris with love. Now this sounds like a charming romantic comedy with maybe Catherine Heidl. Mm-hmm. Or a. Is that how you pronounce your name? Post i you might Or receive. a Heichel. Okay. Yeah or a postcard or maybe it's a musical with uh, Audrey Hepburn or (laughs) Or one of those parody films by Frank
0: Lesser (laughs) wait not Frank Lesser that's my friend George Gershwin Lesser who's the Lesser uh, guy the Lesser Uh, of who
2: which guy? there
0: was a there was a this is a hilarious Lesser the composer yeah um Learner, his name was also Leslie. Learn and low. Let's let's say that instead. That was I mean, Rogers and Hart. Rogers yeah. and Hammerstein.
2: Rogers and Hart.
1: I think I think his name could have also been used in a like, James James mm-hmm. Bond parody film. James yeah. Bond parody film. I um, yeah. like the epic movie it's franchise. Not really much of
0: a parody. They're just switching out uh, Russia and Paris. Yeah, yeah
2: but Paris I mean, is funnier than Russia.
1: Yeah, but they're they're pretty they're pretty weak when it comes to the parodies in those movies. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, in
1: just my blanket parody
2: movie, Put Down, I just made? Yeah. Yes. So that
0: was a dead end, and let's move
2: on. Ouch. Paris with Love, starring, who was in it? Uh,
0: Jonathan rhys Myers and John Travolta. And Jonathan Reese. Oh, yeah, Travolta. they're both named
2: John. Yeah. <laughs> that must have created hilarious complications on the set. Oh, could... uh, can you get John on the set? Not that John, the other John.
0: Except for the fact that they're pretty much in every scene together, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they would all be needed on the set. They at would, same on time. the
2: set they knew them as uh, Bad Mustache John and Doughy Bald John. I think
1: I think that's probably why they didn't just have John Travolta doing a dual role in this movie because the CGI costs would have been extremely. I don't huge. think prohibitive.
2: Scre- I think a screen can carry that amount of weight. <laughs> to have two John Travoltas on screen, You I mean like wait, of weight, of,
0: weight of character, right? <laughs> I
2: mean weight of human body.
0: You think that the uh, computer would shatter <laughs> beneath it.
2: Yes. Alright. Only after screaming Why <laughs>
0: I only wanted to be human. <laughs> to feel your human emotion of love. From Paris. Is that a yeah.
1: Is that a is that a short short circuit joke, guys? Uh, no, just a joke general computer. Based
2: on joke. the oh,
1: okay. I Pinocchio
0: complex that most computers seem to Oh,
2: the Pinocchio complex? <laughs> I think I took some classes. Is yeah. Ashton Kutcher in that? <laughs> the Pinocchio Complex. Um, the Geppetto Overdrive. So this is a uh, this is a f- the Cinderella Protocol. <laughs> I love these fairy tale spy movies.
0: This is a French-produced action film. Yes, um, the which Matilda is a, connection, which is why Paris, which, which those words get
1: uh, audiences running to the multiplex. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, in my case, I, I told you guys beforehand that I kind of uh, you thought, were hoping to like this. I was a hoping little. to like this movie because, like, a lot of uh, Luc Besson produced action films, like Taxi, are, <laughs> sure. are good for some um, Fifth s- Element, some stupid jolts, some, yeah, some fun, some Fifth fun elements. elements. Well this director uh Pierre, The Messenger.
2: That was a Luc Besson movie, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. This the director Pierre Morel, uh who Oh directed, the Mushroom. <laughs> Inventor
2: right. of the Mushroom that bears his name. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: the guy who directed this film also directed uh District B thirteen and taken to mm-hmm. uh solid uh B action films. Solid v- yeah. action. Yeah. Just a lot of just a lot of fun, guys. Just you know just just a lot of fun. So going into And the time, Transporters, right? Those were Luc Besson produced. Yep. Those, Those are great. Yeah, not so, this director, but he—the director worked on. I mean, he, the, Luke yeah, he is hung a pretty out. heavy
2: product, producer mm-hmm. hand. Although he actually, or maybe not—he's—he's—it seems lazy because it's like Luke Bassan comes up with a story idea, has someone else write it, has someone else direct it, then puts his name on it. Yeah. He's but, like the Judd Apatow of action movies.
0: Oh man, you but,
2: hate Judd Apatow. But if you're gonna watch, him. I hate his work. You
0: hate him. <laughs> But if you're gonna watch like a stupid action film, like a stupid action film that it seems like a like a like a middle school kid came up with, I Something would rather watch these. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather watch a Luc Besson one than like Legion because of of the uh, of all the French extras and <laughs> uh, shot on location in France. Yeah, French, very French. And you know, women walking around in uh, lingerie, shooting potentially underage. Guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there stuff.
2: wasn't a lot of that. I I was. Uh, I was talking to Stuart before the movie, before the recording after the movie, and we're saying that there are, three made, there are three real female characters in this movie. Two of them end up shot in the head, and one of them is a prostitute. <laughs> that, that sums up the movie in a lot of ways, I feel like.
1: What kind of message do you think that does that send the female viewers? Of, I think the um, message
2: it sends is, we hate you. <laughs> okay, nice.
1: Why are you watching this? Well, I, think, I mean, John Travolta probably has no interest in them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's clear. <laughs> it's clear by the end of the film that the love story is between Jonathan Rhys-Meyers and Jonathan And what Keralta. is
2: the story? Should we get into the plot of the uh, movie? Oh,
0: if you can explain the plot of this film, I will give you a Coke.
2: I'll try my best, and I do love Coca-Cola. It's a fine product made by a fine company, an all-American drink, great taste, gives you energy, huh, good sure. for you, comes in an attractive red can, beautiful logo. Anyway, and so that was applied to Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I explained what Coca-Cola is about, right? Jonathan rees Meyers is the aide to the amb- American ambassador to France, uh, and Jonathan rees Meyers has a very unbelievable American accent. He lives with a French girl named uh, what is it? Caroline, Clementine, Caroline, 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 uh, and they have a storybook romance. But he he doesn't want to be a low-level bureaucrat in an embassy. He wants to be a secret agent. And what does she do? She makes her own clothes. Okay, that's, that's a believable profession. <laughs> uh, he, gets the, uh, he gets the opportunity through a mysterious voice on his cell phone who we never find out who the voice is or where it's I coming from. I think it was from. just
0: supposed to be his boss. It's just
2: boss. like Mission Command. or something, But yeah. it's not his ambassador boss because yeah. his boss and the ambassador never has any idea what the fuck he's doing or why he's not around. But uh, he gets told there's an American agent coming into town. You're his partner now. You've got to drive him around. His name's Wax. And this is John Travolta, bald goatee, earring in one ear, flamboyant scarf, leather yeah. jacket. Pudgy. And, pu- very pudgy. Okay. And he is Flooded, a, one might but still say.
1: really charming, but, right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incredibly charming. He is But dangerous he in, a, a, in a in like a bad boy way. An
2: unlikable, uh, unstoppable killing machine. And he lies to Jonathan Ruse-Meyers throughout the course of the film, kills people basically on a whim all the time. It looks like they're gonna stop a Chinese drug dealing gang. Then it turns out they're actually after terrorists. Uh there's a lot of running around and shooting people with things. Uh John Travolta says a lot of irritating stuff. Jonathan Rismeyer is the straight man of the group. So it's you a made lot of quotation like, marks in, in, that, in two senses. Thought,
1: yeah, is it the is, <laughs> Are you are you bashing <laughs> homosexuals again, Dan? I'm not bashing yeah. them.
0: I'm I am referencing the same uh, rumor about John Travolta that you yourself had referenced earlier in the podcast. Okay,
2: fine, you got me. But it's a lot of like, "Come on, baby, we got to shoot down these guys. Let's do this." No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. And then Jonathan Rhys Myers says, "What we're doing is this is crazy. Explain to me, sir, what is going on here? My fiance is waiting for you know, and that like then they fight a lot." It turns out – spoiler, I'm skipping ahead a lot. Uh-huh. But
1: I do like how John Travolta makes – is constantly trying to make Jonathan Rhys-Meyers feel bad about having a fiancé. Yes. And like, oh, man, this girl's just going re- like to mess you up and everything uh, before she gets shot in the
2: head. But Well, later on she gets shot. They uh, – they just leave a trail of bodies and explosions in their wake, including at least three or four innocent French policemen who were blown up when they open right. a, a booby booby trap door.
0: And let me just say, like it is not, it is not clear from the beginning what John Travolta's mission is supposed to be. Yeah, uh, it ha- it seems to do with shooting a bunch of uh, Asian people at the beginning and finding cocaine, <laughs> and
2: carrying around a vase full of cocaine. Yeah, and somehow cocaine leads to terrorism. But there's what, and the scene they kind of just like how in North by Northwest. The scene where the plot is explained to Cary Grant, there's a lot of airplane noise, so you don't hear it. Mm-hmm. Here, John Travolta makes Jonathan rees Myers do some coke, and then he explains the plot to him, which, of course, through Jonathan Rees-Meyers it, – the movie brilliantly filters through perception through his, <laughs> and jo- what John Travolta is saying is almost incomprehensible. You hear the words terrorist, bomb – something else mm-hmm. yeah just, and like
1: like there's like multiple john travolta's on the screen and his voice goes all weird and i was expecting it to cut to a shot of jonathan Reese Myers going cross-eyed and like sticking his <laughs> tongue out uh you know like when when elliot does cocaine
2: right? yeah that's exactly what happens i turn into a tex avery character uh, <laughs>
0: ironically uh the speed at which he talks uh decreases when he <laughs> <it's>, does cocaine <laughs> up,
2: <laughs> but uh i was shaking my fist uh so they take a break to go have dinner at Jonathan Rose Meyer's apartment. They're laughing it up. John Travolta is really charming the pants, probably in the future off of uh, what's that? Caroline's friend, mm-hmm. who's uh, vaguely middle, suspicious. vaguely vaguely Pakistani or Middle Eastern Just or something. Looks like a terrorist, right? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. she gets a phone call She's filled with terrorism. She gets a phone call and says, "Oh, someone calling for Rose." There's no one here by that name. John Travolta takes out a gun, shoots her in the head. So it turns out that was a code word for a terrorist. The girlfriend... Which,
0: which she made sure to say out loud. By for the way. <laughs> who knows why.
2: The girlfriend is also a terrorist. The whole apartment is bugged. She runs away. There's a daring rooftop chase, which ends with John Travolta, I assume having a heart attack mm. when the cameras are, stop rolling. Sweating, baking grease pouring <laughs> from his face. I feel bad vomits. for the poor
1: stump man who had to
2: strap on a fat suit to do that fucking chase. <laughs> The the, the stuntman was in the makeup chair for six hours. It was like one, one of the fucking clumps or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they It turns out the girlfriend has... This is a six-year plan to kill some sort of American diplomat at a, at a conference of African nations at the American embassy in Paris. They've got to stop this person. They follow a decoy car. Then it turns out that's the real car. They blow it up with a rocket launcher. They go to the embassy. Jonathan Myers, the whole movie, has been very reluctant to shoot anyone. Uh... And when he gets there, he's forced... Why
1: would he be reluctant to shoot people, Elliot?
2: <laughs> uh, he's a human being. John,
1: John Travolta seems to do it willy-nilly.
2: When John Travolta kills, it's like, it's one of those things where he doesn't even have a license to kill. Like, well, he has a license like, to slaughter
0: You have to, to realize that, uh, Jonathan Travolta... Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Travolta... <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, so formal. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan
2: Seymour Travolta, you're you in
0: trouble. John Travolta eats everything that he kills, so he doesn't waste <laughs> anything. That's why it's okay for him to do it. And that's why he's so overweight. Mm-hmm.
1: He's also and <laughs> he, he kind of like just fires. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like that gunfight in the uh, the mannequin okay. factory, which is not nearly as exciting <laughs> as it sounds. There's so <laughs> many <laughs>
2: scenes that sound exciting, like the gunfight yeah. in the mannequin factory. <laughs> a good, just like kinda, a good, just like a good
1: title for like a
0: short story. The gunfight gun in the mannequin factory. The Chinese
1: restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of flailing about, firing his guns, and obviously every single bullet finds their target yeah. of bad guys that have very little sense of self-preservation by jumping out, firing their oozies into the air while getting shot <laughs> yeah. a
2: lot of oozies the uzis are a real throwback to like action movies from 1988 like know? i
1: thought for a second they just took like extra footage from last boy scout and spliced it in
2: <laughs> oh but, okay so they're at the embassy uh jonathan riesmeyer's girlfriend is there she's got a bomb strapped to her chest he tries to <laughs> talk her Riesmeier. down but it she <laughs> <laughs> tries to talk her down but it doesn't work and he shoots her in the head and everything's okay And John Travolta and Jonathan Ruse Myers are now secret agents. And And they play a game of chess. It's fucking Miller time, right? They go and play play a game of
1: chess while sitting on the tarmac. With a
2: hamburger, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Royale with cheese. Which is a reference to Pulp Fiction, Mm -hmm. a movie that Jonathan Travolta was actually good (laughs) in.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. It's just the movie's reminding you if you're angry. And sad after watching this movie. You can always go home and watch Pulp Fiction.
1: Or, you know, Phenomenon, or any of those <laughs> any movies. Any of those yeah, Fucking
2: shits. Lucky yeah. Numbers, or... Uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael. Sure, Broken Arrow. <laughs> Broken Arrow. <laughs> uh, Hairspray. Sure. Primary Colors. Oh, he's been a lot of junk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... So this is, a, this is a meaningless, incomprehensible, you know, insult to the world.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite um, just but, incomprehensible bits is during the climax when um, you know uh, John Travolta is is chasing after the Middle Eastern looking fellow uh, in in a car with a, a rocket launcher.
2: It's a car chase. John Travolta has a rocket launcher with him.
0: Yeah, and um, and he thinks that uh, Caroline is also in the car because Caroline has placed a mannequin with a burqa in the car. With uh, with the guys a decoy. I'll
2: tell you that mannequin was really on the move. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought they were like racing around looking for a magical <laughs> necklace to bring that shit to life.
0: <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Reese Myers is like, "There's something wrong with this," and he calls up John Travolta once he realizes that this is a decoy. And John Travolta has a conversation. With Jonathan Reese Myers on a cell phone while outside of a car whizzing at, you know, like one has to believe like 70 miles an hour at least. S- to that
1: some point. amount of kilometers. I don't know what they use. <laughs>
2: it's probably like down. a million kilometers. <laughs> and he's like,
0: no, 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 no. They're not trying to attack the diplomat or whoever the fuck they're the after. The car is a
2: decoy. Yeah. She's not in the car. Don't blow it up.
0: Yeah. And
2: then... Um, that
1: accent is more believable than his accent, by the well, way.
0: Well, because I'm an American.
2: Though. Yeah, okay. like, that, oh, act- that
1: makes
0: she, like, sense, I guess. Like, this is the voice I normally talk with. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, Caroline's gonna, she's going to sneak into the embassy. They're going to do it there. And John Travolta's like, oh, shit, you're right, that is a decoy. And then, all of a sudden, uh, like, minutes later... The car Seconds that John Travolta later. is following pulls out its own, like, rockets that it's going to shoot at a car, and John is like, oh, i got to blow this car up anyway. It's, and it's just like, why have that switcheroo they gave, in there? They give
2: you the brilliant <clears throat> twist that this car is a decoy, and then it's like they were like, ah, it's kind of better if the car is a bomb that he's going to yeah. drive into the motorcade. It's a real so we'll letdown just, we'll just a make a that way, yeah. That, that that scene will just fizzle at the end. I mean, but let's not forget. And this but is the only
1: had... reason why they had the mannequin in the car then is so that if John Volta oh, so saw can... it, he would realize, wait a minute, the deco- there is definitely a decoy because they made an effort.
2: Yeah. To put this mannequin yeah. to make you think Here's she's in the car. Here's why I think he had the mannequin. Because the motorcade was going to be in the carpool lane. Okay. He's never going to be able to drive by himself into that carpool lane. I don't know. The up. times
1: I've been driving through Staten Island, people really don't pay that close attention <laughs> to those is rules. This is
2: Paris. It's totally
1: different. Oh, yeah. They're pretty strict about the HOV lane. Oh, here.
2: yeah. Well, you saw how strict they were about John Travolta bringing soda into the country. Well, it wasn't technically soda. It was an energy drink. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh man, the brilliant scene where we got to know John Travolta. We're
2: introduced to John Travolta. He's held up at Customs because he has cans of an energy drink with him that the French won't let him bring in for who knows what reason. And he the yells, don't like energy. Well they're they, yeah, they like are Williams. very lackadaisical people. But yeah. he uh and he is arguing with them and he's a big asshole and he's supposed to come off I guess as like a says what he feels, you know, no nonsense American, you know, tough guy, but he just comes off as a jerk. And then it turns out that the cans all have gun parts in them, you know, that he assembles. Because he has to
0: sneak his own gun in because John Travolta loves his own gun. Mm -hmm. Even
2: though he uses a hundred different guns in his movie. I mean, he is... I wouldn't say a
0: mass
1: murderer, but he's killed many, many people. <laughs> yeah. He probably has some kind of psychosis that's based around his <laughs> instrument of killing.
0: Yeah, it's really ritualized at this point. Well, it's like thing. if it was
1: a, a, a
2: knife made out of blue glass, like in... Uh... <laughs> in I Know Who Killed Me? <laughs> yeah. Well, you do, you don't see the parts. At, they cut out the scenes where, after each of the kills, he goes back later and masturbates at the scene of the crime. Oh, man. Sure. Just in because right... he has a psychosexual connection to the Why murders. do you
1: think they cut that out of the
2: movie? <laughs> uh, because it doubled the length of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made this a three-hour Well, because film.
1: after a while, I mean, he's turned on, but it's still like, oh, this is kind of yeah. hard work to get this well, out.
0: Also, the studio notes thought that made uh, him a little too unlikable. <laughs> to kind of strange. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, man, that, that That custom scene... Angered me at the time, but now thinking of it in retrospect, it angers me all the more. <laughs> is it, is <laughs> because it, it because of your it part-time job as a customs agent? <laughs> yes. It's so
2: hard, and people don't realize. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Mm, it's just it, my job, it, guys. It rules and this economy, I can't get anything safety. better.
1: It's for safety.
2: Yeah, this it's this is a movie that thinks it is like Dan. Dan, you were saying it thinks it's like a more amped-up action version of like the in-laws, like mm-hmm. like a, a mismatched buddy comedy action movie. But that's a little harder edged, but instead it's just like unlikable people doing stupid things and, and an action movie version
0: of the in laws wouldn't be wouldn't be bad if they had charismatic actors. I mean people as charima- charismatic as Peter Falk and Alan Arkin, but like action stars like the idea Travolta.
2: of like, like Jason Statham and uh well, I, I think uh, Chet Lee. and Jetley. <laughs> well I
0: mean I, like this movie <laughs> perfect writes itself <laughs> this movie night and day that's out right now like that seems like it's way to date from the, all the way to date uh, the, the podcast uh yeah, people are going to be listening to it from just twenty years from now. Like, oh man, that took me out of it.
2: Yeah, you know, I right? mean, it was up to date with that we were talking about from Paris with Love.
0: No, but this, like this movie Night
1: and Day is well, getting be the twentieth anniversary of From Paris with Love. That's why they're watching it.
0: Uh-huh, they're gathering in Paris. So
2: Night and Day, the Cole Porter story.
0: <laughs> like people, uh, like it's it's getting terrible reviews, but it seems like that's also trying to do the same thing, where like. Oh, there's this crazy secret agent, and you don't know whether they're crazy or not. And like, if this movie had actually played that up a little bit more, uh, is that the
1: one where one of the characters' name is Salt? No, no, that's that's the the Angelina Jolie movie.
2: Okay, because I'm wondering what the fuck this shit's all about. Salt. That's she's a woman who apparently is a sleeper Russian agent, but she doesn't know it. Why, are they, th- why do they think name it's her? An,
1: why do they name her Salt? Then
0: uh, I it's, think it's based in, on the book Salt. Yeah, an adaptation of the, the historical book Salt. Oh, okay. The history of a rock, or mm-hmm. whatever. The only rock we eat, or whatever it's called. It's a loose adaptation, though. <laughs> oh, okay. You and I were going for the same joke at the same time. Well, how many
2: fucking jokes are there about the <laughs> na- the word Salt? It's based well, I, on the Strategic <laughs> Arms Limitation <laughs> Treaty.
0: I, yes, <laughs> but I I still think it's a little esoteric. I think I don't <laughs> think that most people would have gone for that joke.
1: Well uh So yeah, we're talking about Jonathan Travolta. My day, guys. I'm right? your,
2: I'm your dark day? mirror, Dan. That's why. <laughs> that's why we went for the same joke. Cause I'm your dark mirror. Your success <laughs> is a constant
0: uh, rebuke to me. <laughs>
2: we're making some good progress tonight. <laughs> so, so uh, Jonathan Travolta from from Paris, incredibly likable. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, uh, very unlikable He is. It, yeah, they he's supposed to be like an outrageous character, but instead he just comes off as a douche. Well, the and he is-
0: also, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, this may be an insensitive joke to make, but he, as I said... He looks like Steve Gutenberg at the beginning of "Don't Tell Her It's Me" when he's like all bloated from chemotherapy. Like he doesn't look like an action star. He's like a little offensive. I mean, that character had Hodgkin's disease, Dan, and that affects a lot of people. Well, and "Don't Tell Her (laughs) It's Me" was a was a sensitive treatment Uh, of yeah the The, trials and tribulations. I mean, the animated uh, (laughs)
2: title sequence where he goes through his cancer treatment (laughs) is particularly sensitive. Yeah, Um,
1: I found it kind of touching, and it
0: helped me get through some tough times. I'm just saying that. (laughs) John Travolta looks like a Ziggy sort of character in this
2: film. That's, I, I suppose that's I mean, fair. Wallace Shawn is a Ziggy sort of character. <laughs> I think that's yeah. been established. I don't think I should remind you of that because Gawker knows. <laughs> okay. No, he is. He does not. And they could have played off the fact that he doesn't look like an action star, mm-hmm. but instead they just take it for granted that you think he is a super badass from moment one. And they... He's got all the things that say super badass. He's bald. Looks he's like doughy. A pirate. He's got a—he's got an earring that looks like a napkin ring hanging out of his <laughs> he's ear. He's visibly sweating for most <laughs> of the time. And you know, what I love... Just li- imagine what him I... wiping his far with pieces of cheese. <laughs> and then eating it. Before yeah, devouring yeah. them,
1: possibly biting his fingers in the process.
2: Yeah. Not even realizing it.
1: I mean, what I, lo- what I really liked about his character, though, is he really felt like... Like we're just interrupting part of this person's life. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he's yeah. existed for it's, years before. He's life beyond the frame. And
2: he's gonna continue after. Oh yeah, like, there's a lot of it very felt very real, this yeah. movie. Like we
1: just took a little page page out of his, his, out of his diary autobiography.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wax. <laughs> oh yeah, his last name his,
2: was his name Sam Wax?
0: I don't I uh I think you're confusing him with the character of Sam Ax from Burn
2: Notice, Bruce Campbell's character. I don't character. think that's the case. But, <laughs> <laughs> but his last name is Wax. Yeah. It was like Charlie Wax. <laughs> they call me Mr. Wax,
0: <laughs> is sequel sure. to House of Wax because where he's also a crazed killer. <laughs> Oh, a oh, no, that, yep. oh,
1: okay. I thought you were talking about Tyler Perry's House of Pain for a second. <laughs> Tyler Perry's I don't remember House that many wax. killers.
2: I like Madea's, Tyler Perry's Medea's House of Wax. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't
2: remember all the Madea killers. Medea like <laughs> was horribly scarred in a fire at her wax museum, and now she's going go, going
1: for revenge. Sure, that makes sense. And is there, like, portals to other dimensions in the basement yes, of her wax Yes, because it's museum? the wax works, also, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of odd. I don't know why she'd have that. <laughs>
2: Mm and it's the discovery of television among the bees. Anybody anyone know that movie? Wax or nope. discovery. Okay, well, independent film uh, <laughs> early 90s. I don't
1: watch a lot of movies. Unless they're the multiplayer. Well, you made the point,
2: Stuart, that you still haven't seen Toy Story 3 yet, and yet you're sitting watching From Paris With Love. (laughs) Sure. So, uh... While while crying. (laughs) John John
0: Travolta doesn't bring his patented John Travolta charm to this particular project, but... He does uh,
2: does a lot of the things that John Travolta does when he's not charming, though, which uh, is talk as if he's really cool and laugh really loudly and, you know... There's a lot of shouting, yeah. A lot of shouting. He does... He laughs – he does kind of what Ray Liotta does when Ray Liotta laughs in movies where he laughs really loudly with his mouth wide open as (laughs) as if he's shooting laughs at you from out of his mouth. Ow. Ow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ray Liotta. Stop being funny. (laughs) Thinking things are funny. Stop being amused. (laughs) Uh, And this is also a movie where John Travolta – it's like a very bad James Bond movie in that he has a number of high-tech devices which appear in his hands as if from some pocket dimension. And then he uses them once and never again. You know, He has a watch that he can use to com- to send coordinates to, tell time. to a satellite <laughs> that goes to the U.S. and they can track things. And he uses it once, and then it's like, well, I, there's no reason to use this ever again. I mean, the watch is taken from him at one point, but he doesn't try to get it back or anything. Yeah. And, and the
0: he the
1: watch-, <laughs> watch to tell and time. And later on, he has that bazooka, and he shoots it once, and that's it. Well, he doesn't bazook anything else. Well, there's really nothing left for him to bazooka. What <laughs> could have bazooka that terrorist <laughs> lady? He'd just be shooting random cars and things. <laughs> Or people,
2: it wasn't. It wasn't where you. What you, were. You, you, you bazooka Joe. You wondered where at what point John Travolta's character will snap and just start shooting people at random. Well, what, I know. was. Gonna, I mean, I think technically he kind of was <laughs> shooting people at random. I was going to say he just though, got lucky
1: that they were all uh, they they bad were all guys. Villains.
0: John Travolta didn't bring his charm, but Jonathan Rhys Meyers, of course, made up for it. Oh, right in spades. Oh yeah. Oh, in, in, in David <laughs> Spades. <laughs> Which is an <in> ace <laughs> of what is ace of base. <laughs> <laughs> His uh, goatee looked like yeah. Something he has a David tiny Spade goatee and his. a
2: terrible American accent, and he and there are things that and Jonathan the Meyers can be incredibly charming and and charismatic in movies and television shows, and and magazines, but this mm-hmm. and magazines that this was. I was wondering where <laughs> I because when he, the first time I really saw him, Spyrographs, yeah, <laughs> was in the television production of Gormenghast, where he is great as Steerpike, the kind of like cunning rogue who is playing uh, members of this royal family off of each other. And the whole movie, you're wondering, like, where's the guy who, who is interesting and likable, even when he's doing unlikable things? Like, what happened to that Jonathan Meyers?
1: Well, there's that great bit of, uh, like, physical comedy at the beginning when uh, he's trying to stick the listening device inside the French, I guess, like, the French president's...
2: French minister of plot devices.
1: Yeah, uh, he's trying to stick that that listening device under the guy's uh, desk, yeah, and it
2: just won't stick. Yeah, he tries
1: using gum, which, of course, in spy school is the first thing you learn is that you should use gum to <laughs> is, stick listening. Is that gum is sticky? And then, uh, and it keeps falling on the floor, and he has to like cough and like drop, drop his things pen. and make up stories. Oh man, it's hilarious. Man. Oh,
2: and the whole but the whole time the music is like duh, 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 when it should have been wow <laughs> Mhm It's a and dumb movie. And then there's
1: that great bit when he goes home <laughs> to meet his girlfriend or fiance who turns out to be a uh, super
0: a terrorist spy. A super terrorist that's working a long con.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets home
0: and he <laughs> Apparently sees just to get some credentials by the way eventually like that. To get credentials once. Yeah. For one Which thing. You could have just lifted from him, say they could have employed a few pickpockets, you know, and lift credentials or just, from various just people. Just beat him up. Just beat
2: yeah. him up and take his his credentials and leave if, him somewhere.
1: I mean, it was six years. What if he like
0: got transferred or lost his job? That's
2: yeah, a good point. How, six years before, how do they know that
0: he was going to be assigned to this particular? Detail? How did they
2: know there was going to be some court of, some sort of conference of African nations? At wouldn't the, there at have the been MBC a more
1: important like? Wouldn't there have been something before then? For yeah, a, more uh, important blow up? official. I mean, like.
0: A uh, more important six- say older official who would, would not look a gift young attractive uh, fiance in the mouth mouth. I think he
2: mouse, mouse. In, the house, in the mouse. <laughs> is that, is that a
1: fucking dirty word for a, a woman's thing? <laughs> <laughs> her her face. <laughs> yeah, or Is you that being, what you're saying?
2: Okay. You're being offensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just a little offended right now. Sorry. But uh, it is I think for six years. The American embassy has been planning big events and terrorists have been about to stop them and then they've been called off for the weather or Mm -hmm. people couldn't make it or they booked the hall on the wrong day and they couldn't get the people in. So for six years, she's had to pretend to be in love with him, you know. That would have been a good because they movie. keep changing plans. If it's told from her point of view, she hates him, but she's <laughs> got to stay with him because the embassy keeps canceling all these big terrorist yeah. terroristable events. And she keeps
0: going to like her terrorist boss and like objecting to this
2: plan. I cannot stand this guy. Please, <laughs> no, no, you'll stay with him. And then like I don't And understand. then she's she's like sitting there at the table while he picks his teeth with his knife, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh God, I gotta stay with this oaf." Yep, I like that movie. A lot of farting in bed. <laughs> Nothing but farting in bed. <laughs> That's what the movie's called, Farting in Bed. <laughs> a, the a terror Terrorist Story. story. <laughs> I like this movie. Uh, and then it, the poster can be, it's a parody of the Man in Black poster that says F.I.B.
1: <laughs> uh, Instead I like of the direction you taking farting in bed, <laughs>
2: Elliot. This is just a poster. This is just the poster. Oh okay. well, think it's will ad
0: campaign. <laughs> they'll think it's a movie called Fib about lying. That's what the kids would call it to be cool. You
2: know, see Fib again? Yeah, I've seen it ten times. I love Fib. Mm -hmm. who's going to say I think you're presuming
1: a lot about the audience's reaction to it. I think it's more of a movie that they see once, (laughs) and they're like, oh, that's pretty
2: good. I might see it again. No, no, no. They're going to see it over and over again, because here's why. Multiple endings. You never know which one you're going to get when you go to the theater. (laughs) Okay, Okay, I like Tim Curry to star.
1: (laughs) Okay, Tim Curry to star. That's going to be odd. Isn't he dead
2: now? Uh, No, He's still alive.
0: Probably doing, like. I mean,
2: last we saw him was on Broadway in Spam a Lot. I think but. the last I saw him was as the villain <laughs> in Mikhail's Navy. but <laughs> I mean, he's he's done other things since then. Okay, you just admitted to watching Mikhail's Navy. That's odd. But. How was I not going to watch it? All Star Cast headed by Tom Arnold? Come on. Based on a show I've never seen? <laughs> Of course Wait, I was going to watch that. That's the one with Kelsey Grammer, right? <laughs> no, that's Down Periscope, oh, okay. which I have also seen. <laughs> with,
0: with the, with cast, Potentially Hall- a double feature. Yeah, All Star Cast
2: TV. of Kelsey Grammer and Lauren Hawley. How could they not carry a film? <laughs> uh, to that,
1: I
0: would say Up Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good Kelsey stuff. Kelsey Grammer just, just, just looks like a submarine <laughs> captain. He looks,
2: yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're basing that off of. Right. Well, he's a, currently appearing my, in... My book, Famous Submarine Captains. <laughs> he's currently appearing in La Caja Fole on Broadway, and they had to rewrite the character to make him a submarine captain because nobody <laughs> believed him any other way. Yeah. That's why you, you remember that line in X-Men 3 when they're like, Professor McCoy, we need your help because you were on a submarine. <laughs> uh, yes, I was the captain. And then they just added that in. In the comics, the oh, beast that, is not a submarine captain. Oh, because I thought that was all
1: ad lib. Like it was one of those things where they just threw it out there. Like yeah, you know, that, was the, that gonna, was the best take. That was the funniest yeah. take. Yeah, the,
2: they were looking for the funniest take for X Men Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you gotta know, joke get up a little.
1: Yeah, they're you know riffing, <laughs> doing some riffs, <laughs> riff them up, CGI, CGI, some that sort CGI of thing. CGI riffs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't worry, we'll pump up these riffs in post with CGI. That sounds good. We'll get Peter Jackson to work on it. All right, guys. Do we
0: have more to say about this? I don't know.
2: It's a
1: dumb movie. To to say about it. It is, as LA put it, a very dumb movie. There are more exciting action treats
0: out there in the world. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's true. And ones where you can actually parse the uh, plot. Which is a big problem I have. Was had that – well. re-
1: yeah, that, your problem was based on that you just didn't – like you couldn't well, figure Well, there are a the lot plot. of problems.
0: Well, you're, you're
2: presupposing that there was like the a plot. I didn't like the characters,
0: but also I didn't understand the plot. And I didn't understand what characters were supposed to be wanting from moment to moment. Oh, like, okay. Even in like the stupidest action films, I feel like people's motivations are, are usually very clear. And here there was no sense of even what like the fake uh, – Yeah. You know, like – mission was supposed to be before it got, like, wacky. I mean, like, they never see,
1: even
2: made it clear why Jonathan mears Myers wants to be a secret agent. Like, that's yeah.
1: really interesting that that was your problem because my problem with the movie was that there was that only was one... terrible. Well, that there was only one scene where a woman gets shot in the head in slow motion. <laughs> there Normally were, there needs to be, like, well, four or five for me to own, like a movie. There was,
2: there was one scene where a woman is shot in the head in slow motion and one where she's hot, shot in the head in regular speed. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: At still, the dinner. I don't know if I saw that part. Was I in the bathroom? No,
2: you saw that.
1: Okay, that was probably laughing and pumping my fist, shouting, (laughs) awesome.
2: I think you did, actually. And you started screaming, USA, USA. (laughs) That's what happens to terrorists. And blowing a vuvuzela.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to date this podcast, if anything. Oh, yeah. World Cup references. Sure. Um, Because
1: I bet our fans are huge World Cup fans. Huge sports fans, the Flawfast listeners. Mm -hmm. Well, I... Dig yourself out of this hole, McCoy. In America, <laughs> in the in the U.S.,
0: uh, soccer is the nerd of sports. So I would imagine that our fans, like if they followed a, you know, like lacrosse, curling, or? or or like you're just getting like I'm competitive scared.
1: Nintendo playing or something.
0: <laughs> you're just going like silly. I'm saying like of the of the sports, I think that soccer is like the, team is, sports. Yeah, I'm. I would say that soccer is likely the sport that our fans listen to listen to listen to on the radio just all those show. They
2: just turn on wfan and listen <laughs> to the soccer play by play
0: yeah.
2: uh, see how the new york cosmos are doing <laughs> it's not even their name <laughs> i mean it was 30 years ago yeah. when they played anyway so let's uh anywho,
0: let's give our final judgments on this this fucking thing um, to recap the judgment,
2: <laughs> I don't know that we ever have to, that we have to keep explaining the scale of judgments it's, every time. Is
0: this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you actually kind of liked, <laughs> Elliot? What do you What do you have to say?
2: I would call this a bad bad movie, and there were times I wanted to turn it into a movie I kind of liked because it was so stupid, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't. It fails to meet any of the requirements even for being – like one of them – I there's like the movie Tango and Cash I could watch over and over again. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. It's so funny. It's so dumb. It's so amazingly stupid in like the most fun way and this was – I was hoping this would be like that but it wasn't. Yeah. Stuart?
1: This uh, was the best movie I've ever seen. No, I'm <laughs> joking. Uh the second I, best. I had, had Stewart is just after discovered a irony. Known named Norm. <laughs> I I had you guys go in there for a second. No, this movie was terrible. Um, it was very slow. Um, the action scenes were shot really poorly yeah. so that cuz they, they were trying they so were hard shot around John Travolta Yeah, they were trying so hard to make John Travolta seem tough and competent. And uh, yeah, it was really boring.
0: Yeah, I I'm with you guys. Like I, it's like I went through like the stages of grief with this movie because like at the beginning I was like Hyperbole. I was like, yeah, this could be it. This could be a movie I actually kind of enjoy. Like I can see it's stupid, but I could enjoy it in a stupid way. And then it's like moving on, and I'm like, oh, this movie's terrible, but it's moving <laughs> along. Like this guy knows what he's doing. It's a bad. <laughs> Bad, good, bad movie. That would like, be denial, right? Yeah. And then at the end, I was like, oh, no, this movie is a mess. Nothing makes any sense. I hate our main characters. Yeah. and by, I it's think it's by the bad, end, bad you were movie. like,
1: you were tearing at your hair and smearing ashes on your face. Well,
2: you, you guys ever seen that scene about two-thirds of the way through Event Horizon where Sam Neill rips his own eyes out? Yeah. Sure. Because where, was where he's going, you it. won't need them anymore, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like the end of Back to the Future. <laughs> no, where he says... Going, we won't need eyes. He says that. <laughs> I think he does say something like that. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: a really awesome scene.
2: <sighs> so, guys, the
1: fact that this movie made me want to watch Event Horizon more than watching <laughs> it is making is a yeah, pretty big statement. Yeah, Event
2: watch. Horizon is like two one third of a good movie. Yeah, pleasant moments. Okay, I would go with that one third. Uh, it's the, got Larry Fishburne in it. It's got Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan Travolta and Larry Fishburne <laughs> um, um. and Sammy Neal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how he Sam goes Meneal, on Memoirs
1: Meneal. of an Invisible Man. That's what he's referred to as. Sammy Neal. Sammy Neal. I
0: don't have um Letters. Letters per se. Boo. But I do have I like letters. I have this. Um Eagle <laughs> Whoa, life. Dan, put that away. <laughs> All right, I'll put that away, and I'll take out this, which is... No,
2: uh, that's even worse! <laughs> All right, it's like no, I'm ra- sorry. radio comedy.
1: <laughs> we need more sound effects. Don't right.
2: open that closet, Fibber McGee. <laughs> crash, cron, cron, crash, crash thanks falling.
0: <laughs> like, the, be... the laugh, laugh, effect. body shaking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> lazy sound effects, God. <laughs> Just rattle a bunch of things.
0: <laughs> no, what I do have is um, eagle-eyed... Flophouse uh, listener, cherry? Matt last name withheld. Eagle Eye
2: the the Shia LaBeouf movie. Um, okay,
0: Eyed Flophouse fan Matt last name withheld sent in a uh, link to an article about a new Friendly's product.
1: Oh, on the internet
0: on the on the internet saying that uh, you should sue you should sue Stewart. And the link was to a new burger that they have, where the bun is two grilled cheese sandwiches. Now, uh, Flophouse fans will recognize this as one of Stu's unemployment suicide treats.
2: <laughs> I wish this was there was an asterisk <laughs> that would go to a yellow box that would say uh, Stu mentioned this sandwich in and, and then whatever episode that was. Well, that's you know. a thing, pop-up flop. Yeah, and then and then over like dash dash smile and Stan, you know, uh-huh. I, you ye know, old Ed, editor. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like those Marvel boxes. Yeah,
1: the I mean. <laughs> This news probably wouldn't hurt my feelings so badly if they just named it after me, you know? Like,
2: what would the, you want to call what
1: the, it? What the fuck's the it's deal? Sandwich Wellington? Or, yeah, or like Stuart Wellington rules or something like that. <laughs> the sandwich. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it would be colon the sandwich. <laughs> No, I, Not I, the word I, colon. Would I, that would I be that weird. Because <laughs> <experience. laughs> like so, that's not very appetizing. And I assume
2: rules would be spelled with a Z. <laughs> yeah. our rules.
1: Yep. But my name would be spelled correctly. <laughs> so yeah. if you need that information, friendlies, you can call me.
2: Well, I know that you sent friendlies this... Proposal. So I just hope you also sent yourself a copy so that it would Mm be postmarked. No, see, the problem was
1: I didn't send it to him. I drew it on the back of a Friendly's placemat. Uh,
2: That means it's their intellectual property.
1: I think so, right? Yeah. I wrote TM and shit, Stuart Wellington (laughs) TM, but that like...
2: They just thought you were on Team Stuart Wellington.
1: (laughs) Oh! Yeah, I did write (laughs) T-E-A-M after Stuart Wellington, so...
2: (laughs) And then you drew the uniforms for what the (laughs) Stuart Wellington teammates would wear. Yep, all with all... Unicorn.
1: (laughs) Well, that was the thing. It was all uniforms and then giant male genitalia (laughs) all
2: over the place. I hope they're
0: not making these hamburgers out of giant male genitalia then.
1: Well, I I mean, I presume not. That would be kind of... Like I would think that'd be more expensive than what they're probably <laughs> beef, using. Yeah,
2: probably low grade crappy beef is more expensive than can, human penises. They could advertise it as an aphrodisiac, though. Sure. Yeah, because friendlies is when you, when you want to get a girl in the mood, you take her down to friendlies. <laughs> what? It's a very friendly place. Listen, baby, I mean, they you do have upside down ice cream cone with with M M&M and M eyes, <laughs> and then we're gonna get busy back at the motel. Do it
0: slowly. <laughs>
2: Right. Not too slowly, cause it'll melt.
1: And while she's eating the the Stewart team aphrodisiac penis burger, <laughs> you can eat one of their variety of new salads, which are all a delivery system for fried uh, fried chicken and cheese. So
0: enjoy that. All right. Well, that was that was good fun, guys. Yep. Um, I call
2: that sketch Friendlies with Benefits. <laughs>
0: well, that's what
1: it would be if like there was like chapters that we broke our thing into. <laughs> right.
2: Hey, I think you do that on the little yeah. website. Friendlies yeah, with Benefits. Yeah, that's notes for you. In you which account. our three heroes discuss an interesting restaurant proposal.
0: Okay. Well, um Not zeros, right? No, no want, heroes. Oh, okay, that makes. Me From zeros two heroes. Hercules in <laughs>
2: stores now. Gyros. He <laughs> said in stores now. Is it Hercules had not been in stores for the past seven years? No, oh, but, but it's accurate. I mean, it's still. In it may stores. not. Disney may have pulled it by now. <laughs> it be it may Disney be back vault. in the Disney Vault. Yeah, <laughs> right. with Song of the South and uh, yeah, that John Henry cartoon that never got released. Yeah, it is.
0: It is racist against Greek gods. Um, but uh, okay, what I want to do now is uh, talk about a new flop house contest, one that flop for, test, one that for once is well defined. <laughs> so, um, like Elliot's abs. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, I call them a situation.
0: Yeah. So we would like to get um, more uh, reviews on iTunes, and we would like to get them all at once. So that iTunes stands up and takes notice as if it was a person rather than
2: a iTunes thing. Suddenly pu- takes the cigar out of its mouth and swings its feet off the desk and go, "What's going on over here?" And mm-hmm. that
1: and that cigar is Hello, made house, out of hundred dollar hey. bills. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, because that's you get the be- most pleasing smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the yeah. deal: hundred dollar bills, it's been sealed
0: enter- with baby tears. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm trying now. I'm trying to explain the actual mechanics of this well, contest. I-T-
2: we want to get iTunes reviews. All right. Yes.
0: Um, here's the deal: if you Write a review of the Flop House on iTunes before uh, um, on or before August the first. You are automatically entered into this contest. Um, you don't. It does not have to be a good review of our show. Obviously, we would prefer that, but I don't want iTunes to think that we're bribing you. But for and if good it's, reviews,
1: and if it's a negative review, just make sure it's like it's got, it gives us some real critique that uh-huh. we can work on. Yeah, something we can work with. Not
2: just funny. Like, These guys sucks. Insightful. All in capitals. <laughs> yeah! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Again, we would prefer a positive review, but any review, <laughs> any fair review, on give us iTunes. your your real opinion. Uh, like, but, except for that one listener who said we were not. Her type of attractive, yeah, come yeah. I don't, on. I don't care for that. Listen, we are all, you know, we've Weird. we've all landed some beautiful ladies, mm-hmm. and it's not because we're after. A after yeah, we we're we looking, all tremendously vain. So. After we yes. recorded
1: that fucking podcast, we were all looking in the mirror like for like an hour, right, mm-hmm. talking yeah. about all of our imperfections, and that's not cool because that's what makes us, you know, beautiful well, is we, our imperfections. We were
0: looking in a circus mirror, so it you looked don't want like, to give us uh, body dysmorphic uh, disorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, yeah. But um, anyway, LA, LA
1: was having trouble eating. Remember? Uh-huh.
2: Well, yeah, that's remember because that was oh, he binge get, and I purge. I couldn't get the top off of the bucket and binge <laughs> and purge, <birch. laughs> Binge and girge. Anyway, and sting and lurge.
1: Man, you're on a Other. roll, <laughs> dude. Keep it up. <laughs> We're gonna do another ten words. minutes of
2: that. We're over here talking about one thing, and Dan's over there talking about made up words. Point Rub, we got Noah Webster over here. Point is, uh,
0: get in a review. Before on iTunes, before August the 1st, um, on or before August the 1st, and you are automatically entered to win. It will be randomly selected from those who do review us on iTunes. And the prize, oh my god, the prize. What a so great, great prize. A great prize. You get to write in and tell us what movie you want us to talk about on an episode of The Flophouse. And it does not have to be a new movie. It can Any be a movie. movie. No Any movie. Rules. So long it is, as it is readily available on Netflix, we can we can put our hands our hot little hands on it we can't we will do it if you mention no the, rules. the lost
2: Murnau film four devils mm-hmm. we can't do it
0: doesn't you, exist anymore if you mentioned um, the uh, never made marx brothers film a day at the un we can't do it <laughs> cuz it was not done uh, the day the clown cried
2: you can't Jerry do the Lewis day film, the clown cried that none of the famous lost or unmade films <laughs> yes any film that is available on Netflix that we we'll talk you can't do
1: it. any home movies you made yourself uh, unless send us, them unless you us. send them to
2: us, and do we have any copies of Stall left that we can, draw we can also? Yeah, we'll sweeten the deal with a copy of Stall with our um, John Hancock, our
0: flop house uh, commentary on it. Mm-hmm. And so, get those reviews in, friends.
2: Please uh, do, won't you?
0: So now comes to the time when we recommend a movie. Sure. that you might like to watch instead of From Paris with Love. Stuart, you look like you've got one queued up.
2: Mm,
1: so guys, a couple of days ago I watched a movie called The Human Centipede. What's the deal <laughs> there, uh, the man? The Human
2: Centipede first sequence. Yeah, thank
1: you. <laughs> What's the deal there? I mean, uh, so it's a movie about a bunch of people who get sewed <laughs> together. Is this a recommendation, together.
2: or are you trying out your tight five minutes on Human Centipede <laughs> before the, tomorrow's open, night, open mic night?
1: Yeah, yeah. So if uh, you guys uh, you heard about this? Anybody heard about this? Human Centipede? <laughs> yeah, Stuart.
2: Wow. That, was, that was your Kevin
1: Eubanks. So, uh, yeah, I watched this movie. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was a little disappointed, guys.
0: <laughs> to be honest, I would like to be a human centipede.
1: <laughs> well, I mean...
2: This is your recommendation? We were, about, we were
1: talking about the human centipede, and I would say that if we were made into one of those... I think Danny'd be probably in the middle. I think that would we be get, the worst
2: place to be. We can all agree Dan is in the middle. <laughs> and he would not want to be in the middle. He's what holds the centipede together. That is the <laughs> terrible...
1: That's true. Just like in the podcast. <laughs> Just like in the
2: podcast. I would, the unsung hero.
1: I would argue that, that like I would make a good the front. turtle and
2: having all of the turtles stacked on top of you. <laughs> that is the worst... I think position. I'd make a good front. <laughs> I think like, I'd make the best front because uh, I could best articulate the needs of the centipede. The thing is, <laughs> to anyone, you're, the spokes, you're the spokesperson. I'd like to be the public face of the centipede. I would argue
1: against it because, Elliot, you have a diet that's based primarily around chicken, fried but, chicken.
2: Not just fried chicken, I'm, roasted and, also, grilled. And, you know, and,
1: but I, I don't boiled. think. So you're
2: arguing for someone with a more healthy, balanced diet.
1: Yeah, so that we'll get enough sure. uh, nutrition. Yeah. That's what but I'm here's... arguing, and I eat better. I would, also, I would also put on the table, I'd be willing to get some kind of a Bazooka Joe-style comic strip tattooed on my lower back.
2: <laughs> so I mean, in addition to the you... one I already have. <laughs> so the person behind you would have something Re- to read. Material. Yeah, I think that's fair. And where does that put me stuck in the back eating two people's worth of poop? I don't want to do that. <laughs> but that's two people. That's like, <laughs> so it turns back into food the second time? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it is. It's
1: like a double negative. Yeah. <laughs> Two poops make one good meal. I don't
2: think so. I wouldn't listen again. I don't want to be in the middle. I want to be able to kick my legs around or talk. I mean, so, the movie no, kicking their legs around. People's tendons are being severed. And yeah, you beat. can't. You can't.
1: The movie says you can't kick your legs. Oh
2: well, then why? It's not even really the whole thing about a centipede is the number of legs.
1: So, so like yeah, there's so watching this movie, you know, <laughs> I am gonna give I'm gonna give the movie a little bit of credit. Uh, the 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 mad scientist guy, pretty awesome. Uh, he he's totally over the top. Um, but it wasn't nearly as gory as ho- or as horrible as I kind of expected. It was a classy um, human centipede. Well, like I don't know. I'm used to seeing like Stuart Gordon movies where every movie makes me want to throw up at least once. So I was I was a little disappointed that I didn't want to barf. But so human this centipede is
2: recommendation.
1: Yeah, I just want to talk about human centipede for a while. <laughs> this is my fucking podcast, dude. Fair I'm up. not getting paid for this shit. <laughs> You own a third share of the podcast. But. Well, I mean, that might—I had my little part. I'll yeah, buy you out, Stuart's and then I can talk twice party. as much. I think you already do that, Elliot. <laughs> oh!
2: Zing! Uh, I'm going to recommend Flophouse Roast of the Flophouse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll recommend the documentary uh, Joe Strummer: The Future Is Unwritten. Um, I'm a fan of the the rock band The Clash, and uh, thus I was interested in a documentary about Joe Strummer. And Joe Strummer just seemed like, you know, like a uh, Joe Strummer has like, not a great singing voice, but one of the like warmest, most lovable singing voices in rock.
2: Uh, he's even, got a very distinctive. It's not a, it's not a technically good singing voice, but it is. It's a,
0: extremely expressive.
2: Yeah, and it's expressive and charismatic. Yeah, and even when even when
0: he's being like super aggressive, there's like this like, like this this, this, this is just like a warmth to it, and uh, and I think that the film bears that out. He's, he he seems like a very he seemed. You know, since he's passed on now, but he seemed like a lovable guy. I mean, like he did multiple assholeish things in his life, uh, but I don't think that any big rock star could become a big rock star without having some of that in them. But
2: mm, uh, a little man named Bruce Springsteen, perhaps. <laughs>
0: sure, Saint Bruce, who well, I hear uh, is
2: is nice as putting pie. All right, but it was. It what was about f- uh, what about King
1: Diamond from Merciful Fate? <laughs> he's got a he's got a pretty voice.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And Kirk Hammett always seems like kind of a nice guy. And you're both successfully derailing my
0: recommendation, <laughs> but uh, it's a good documentary. Um, it's 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 done in a style where it, it it weaves in a lot of archival footage with new interviews, but also with you know uh, just stock footage from various things uh, from the time, like movies that are unrelated. It does it has little animations based on Joe Strummer's. Um, uh, sketches that he did and it's sort of a cl- kaleidoscopic style but it doesn't overwhelm things it doesn't feel like style for it's own sake it just seems very entertaining so that's my recommendation
1: I haven't used kaleidoscopic in a review lately well,
2: well I did but I was reviewing the kaleidoscope. <laughs> it's a kaleidoscope un- I mean that's un- appropriate for I would multi-color guess it's monthly it's yeah. it actually not a good kaleidoscope <laughs> either <laughs> it was a negative review <laughs> okay Fair Fails to be more than merely kaleidoscopic.
0: <laughs> in, that, in that usage, it's acceptable. Yeah,
2: thank you. Uh, I would like to recommend a uh, low-budget horror comedy film from the 60s called Spider Baby, which I don't know if you guys have oh, seen. Oh, that's great. Uh, I just saw it for the first time this past week. Uh, it's very fun. There's a family... Uh, called the Merry Family that has they that has a, a a strange syndrome where after a certain point they just they their mental development goes backwards and they become like kids and then zombies basically it just drives them crazy it's just an excuse yeah. for people to be crazy and they're. This family is basically taken care of by the chauffeur Lon Chaney Sr. in maybe his best performance. Like, I've never been a big fan of – I'm sorry, Lon Chaney Jr. I've never been a big fan of Lon Chaney Jr. He's best known as the Wolfman. Mm -hmm. But in this, he's really good and, like, like kind of touching a lot of the time, like where you feel like he really cares about this family, but he doesn't want anything to happen to it, but he knows they're crazy and they kill people. And there's two daughters, one of whom thinks she's a spider and is obsessed with spiders. There's cannibals in the basement. There's Sid Haig as the brother who's bald and can't really talk and is kind of a, you know, evil weirdo, but like an innocent. And uh, basically the family's last surviving cousins – come by to, I guess, lay claim to the kids. Like, it's just one of those things where they're, it's a very bare legal pretext for these <laughs> normal characters to wander into this crazy house. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and it's very – there's some good spooky moments, and it's just, like, very – it's, like, ca- pre-camp camp, where, like, yeah. it's not too over-the-top campy, but it's, uh, it's very tongue-in-cheek.
0: Well, I feel like there was this period in horror movies where, like – I don't know. Just things were allowed to be very silly and loose and strange. It
2: feels like a movie that it's almost like if the monsters were allowed to kill people on the monsters. Like yeah. if the monsters was a goofy sitcom about a about vampires and Frankenstein's monsters who actually murdered people but were still like a goofy family. That's what it's kind of like. But it was a lot of fun and Lon Chaney Jr. sings the opening theme song which is <laughs> adorable.
1: Yeah. I I'm planning a pitch now for The Monsters That Actually Kill People. For, <laughs> and that's guess, the title of the show,
0: The Monsters if That they, Actually Kill like,
2: People. I, if, if I, I mean, I have no interest in writing a Monsters movie. But if I was approached and they said, we want to write a Monsters movie. But, but you here's want the to thing. be extreme, right? The Monsters Actually Kill People because they're monsters. I would say, yes, sign mm-hmm. me up. But they're still a family. They still have a son who goes to school. They're still up. They still go to like PTA meetings and, and make jokes. You should about get. You stuff, should get the guy who people.
1: plays the guy in that show. Uh, everybody right. loves Raymond to be uh, the Frankenstein.
2: Oh, uh, Brad Garrett. Yeah, get yeah, that he'd guy. be great in oh, the perfect. in the Fred Gwynn part.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've made our first million. Tonight. And we call
2: it Monsters 3D. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I <laughs> Done. like
1: it. But it'd be in real real D three D, right? Yeah, it'd, of course. We wouldn't upconvert.
2: Yeah, it's not gonna shoot in two D and then be three D. Uh-huh. Maybe even IMAX.
0: Ideally. <laughs> all
2: right. We'll sign on the dotted line. If ever there was a movie where it, three D is completely unnecessary. <laughs> it would be the Munsters movie. Yeah. I don't know, you know,
0: um I don't know Frank Frankenstein's would be all Frankenstein and at you in three D. <laughs>
2: Frankenstein and at you, yeah. <laughs> and the and I the and the grandpa wouldn't be the grandpa monster he'd be the real life grandpa al Lewis, the socialist anarchist politician <laughs> who also happened to you know be an actor but
1: you you lost me in your referencing, but that's okay, real? okay. so well, uh... he's, he's
2: the star of the monsters you know but <laughs> I didn't really and, pay attention. and and he's the star of The Monsters and South Beach Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Oh, right, <laughs> Now you're speaking serious yeah, language. Grandpa Lewis is also in that In Between the Boobs. Okay, right, nice. So guys, one. from Paris with
0: Love, this has been our uh, our audio postcard. Yeah, from, from Brooklyn with Love to you, the listeners. Mm-hmm. I've been Dan McCoy. Uh, I'm Stuart Wellington.
2: I'm creeped out Elliot Kalin. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night.
1: What well, did you do? Did you whittle this? Whittle you this? whittled
2: this table out of a what? You, carpent, of, you, you carpenter one? this? You Did carpent- it? Carpent- I carpented it. You, you work, woodworked it? Mm-hmm. You worked the oh, Let me put my thing
1: on vibrate instead of make noise. Listen the two settings.